glad you're with us. This is podcast number 22 of the Tickle Me Comedy podcast series, and we're so glad you're with us tonight. Um, as you know, if you've been following us along, we, 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 uh, um, I usually have my sidekick with me, Isaac Israel, but he is, uh, he's of the missing tonight. We don't know where he is. I'm expecting a call for bail pretty soon, but we'll see what happens. Um, so I'm going to try to do this thing on my own tonight. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to do that. But as you know, just for a little reminder, we, uh, we try to, uh, get, uh, comics, uh, from around the country and, uh, just interview them, uh, kind of give you guys an idea of, of, uh, that we're comics too, and we're real people and we have lives and all that good stuff. And so I, um, I, I'm privileged and honored tonight to have a really great comedian. Uh, his name is Gary Cowett. And he is—he's uh, he, nationally known. He's done all kinds of things. I'm not going to step on his on his thing. I'll let him do some of his own credits. But he's won some imp impressive um, comedy competitions. And, and I'm really excited about interviewing him tonight. So without any further ado, let me introduce Gary Cowett. Hey, Gary, how are you doing tonight? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, what brings you here? Not teasing. So, um, <laughs> I got I, a text. <laughs> I got a text. It said, "Be here, be there, be square." But, uh, so I was reading a little bit of your bio, and um, I was really interested in the um, professionals comedy competition that you won. Tell us about that. That that's not really intriguing. Yeah, that was at the uh, the Comedy Connection in Portland, Maine. Uh, probably one of the best clubs ever. Uh, it was small, sat like a hundred people. It was on a dock, you know, a, a dock like a, a dock, really? a fisherman's wharf. Really? Yeah, like there was uh, uh, seafood restaurants right beside it. Yeah. You could lift up the carpet and look down to see the ocean. Really? How yeah. Cool. And uh, they had this competition every year. My younger brother did it. I, I went to videotape him. And uh, I'll never forget Vinny Favorito. He was a headliner here in Vegas for a number of years. Yeah, we, we've, I think we interviewed Vinny. You probably Maybe not. Yeah? Yeah, he's a very, very funny guy. Yeah, and he had, he had his own show. But he was, he was a headliner in New England, and he was hosting the show, the finals. My brother made it to the finals. So I talked to Vinny. I said, hey, you know, I know they're not supposed to tape. I said, my younger brother's in the show. I want to tape it. Is it okay? And he said, yeah, sure, you can tape it. I don't, I don't care. And Vinny is the kind of guy, if you've ever seen his comedy, he, he destroys the well, audience. he does. You yeah. don't try to get over on Vinny. No, he's hilarious. But I'm sitting right in front, and I told him where I was, and I, I had a Sony view cam. Remember those square things? Oh, yeah. And you could aim it? Yeah. Well, I, I have it on videotape, my brother, and I'm sitting with my mom, and Vinny is railing on this guy to shut that camera off. I still see it on you, son of a You shut that camera off. And my, you hear my mother says, are you filming? I go, yeah, I'm filming. She goes, you better shut it off. They're going to kick us out. Stevie's going to be mad. And I said, it's fine. I talked to him. And so then he starts bringing my, he starts giving my brother his intro. And then he, he forgets. He goes, oh, wait a minute. Is that on? And I got that. And I said, yep. And he goes, okay, great. Let me give him a good <laughs> intro. And da, da, da. So I'm sitting there thinking, I could do this. I know I could do this. And uh, the following year, I entered the competition. And then, uh, lucky enough, I, I won it. Really? Yep. And, uh, and I found out, what was it? I found out on a Tuesday that I was on stage for the first night on Thursday. That's not much time. No. And uh, I had a Taekwondo school. I was a Taekwondo instructor. And I had my uh, class on it. And I remember it was always in... The competition was always in February. It was a slow time of year. Mm -hmm. So they took a Thursday night, and how the competition went, it was six weeks of competition, and then the seventh week was the semifinal, and the eighth week was another final. 
and then the finals were on the, the ninth week. So that's how they filled up February and March. And I get done my class, and I had a full gym. So I was I locked up the doors, and everyone was gone. I was working out. And I remember calling the, the place, expecting to get a, a recording. But at least I called. And sure enough, the lady answers. And I said, yeah, I want to sign up for your competition. There's, she goes, oh, you can't. This Thursday's the last, the last preliminary. It's week six. And I go, I thought you did it in February every year. She says, no. And then I give her this song and dance that I've been practicing for a year, and I haven't. I've never been on stage, and I got all this material. You hadn't been on stage before? No. At all? No. Oh, that's even better. And uh, and I remember, you know, I, I gave it. I said, My brother was in the competition last year. You got to let me in. Da da da. She says, "Okay, but you only do three minutes. That's that's it." And I said, "Yeah, I won't, that won't be a problem." <laughs> I had nothing. And uh, and I I remember I got on the phone. I called my wife, and I said, "Look, I'm, I'm gonna be a while. I don't know when I'm gonna." Be home. I, I just found out I'm I'm in that competition on Thursday, so I got to try to come up with something. And I didn't know how to write a joke. I'm standing there all sweaty in my taekwondo yeah. uniform, talking into a mirror, and I got nothing. I drove to work the next day, and I shut the radio off, and I started talking. I'm goofing on the kids I see waiting for the school buses. I'm trying to come up with stupid stuff. I got nothing. Wednesday, driving home, same thing. Nothing. Thursday. I walked on stage. I had like three things I could say, and uh, and I, I yeah I did like three minutes. It worked, and then I won that won that night. Then I won the semis, and then I went to the finals, and I won the finals. Wow. And I had to do uh, two TV two TV stations that weekend, one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and I I didn't know what I didn't know nothing. So I went there for the interview and the the, the putting the makeup on me and all that crap. And the, the host says, so where would you like me to lead you? I said, I have no idea what you mean. What do you mean? He goes, well, what do you want to talk about? I said, I don't want to talk about anything, I guess. I'll, I'll try to make it funny. Well, how long have you been doing comedy? Three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> you know? And uh, He's probably going, yeah. How would you do that? Well, and I won a week. I won a week of hosting at the Comedy Connection in Faneuil Hall in Boston. And that was a big deal. So this was, you know early 90s and uh, the guy calls me up and he says can I speak to Gary I says Gary he says yep uh, this is Joey from the Comedy Connection I owe you a week's worth of work I said oh yeah that's that's great because I won like $500 a leather jacket and, and a week's worth of work yeah, bragging rights, right? right yeah, yeah. so that's, that's what I won and uh, he says uh, well these are the people I have coming in now this was the elite club <laughs> like I could pick from like Richard Jenny or Robin Williams or Whoopi or yeah, those those are the people. And I says, oh great, uh, how do, how does it work? And he goes, oh it's easy. He says you do five to seven minutes up front, three to five minutes in between, and then uh, you thank him at the end. So total materials, ten to fifteen minutes at the most. And I said, oh Christ, I don't have that. He said, what do you mean? And I said, he says, this is Gary. You won the professionals contest in Portland. And I said, yeah. He said, and so-and-so, and he's rattling off these guys he knew that were, was in it. They were in that competition. You won it. So, yeah, you don't have 15 minutes worth of material. I says, no, dude, I've been on stage three times. I said, how about if I call you when I think I'm ready? And that's, so I, ne I never did it. Because a year later, I was headlining places. That's amazing. You know, I mean, that's an incredible. I've, I've never had the opportunity to, to see your comedy. And 
so from what I understand is is you do kind of like observational oh yeah yeah I, I still can't write a joke yeah all right so I, like I can tell a... the story okay that's I'm a storyteller that's good. so I'll see something that I think is funny stupid or ironic and I can tell the story all about it just just yeah. and not writing anything make, and make you feel like you're there see that's that's kind of where I want to go I don't do I'm not that far along yet but I want to get into storytelling because I think some of the best comics that I've seen um, can really keep an audience's interest with uh, with telling a story and, and like you say making you feel like you're right there I'm not quite there yet I, I, I do I do some observational stuff but it's just really it's really short um, more more um, more what's the word I'm looking for more more um, clever that's the word that and, but I want to that's kind of one of my comedy goals is to um, is to be more of a storyteller so I'm looking forward to seeing you in, uh, perform sometime yep um, so then I also know that you you won the uh, the last comic standing for here at one of the casinos yeah that was that was the most money I've ever been paid to do comedy tell us about that uh, I, I just moved here I got a phone call from this guy that I I'd go do some open mics with and uh, and the, I didn't like the open mic scene in Las Vegas and I certainly didn't like the, the way you could do a bit and then somebody else is doing it but they're doing it with a guitar yeah at the same night they have all these weird people come up on these open yeah, but mic they're things. doing your stuff yeah like with a guitar when you're there and so yeah I thrown a couple guys up against the wall <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was my material but and um, yeah it's you know yeah open mics is uh is really interesting here that's kind of how i got started doing open mics um but they had this group i can't remember what they were called but it wasn't just comedians it was everybody i mean they had people that were um telling stories or people that were uh singing poets some, poets oh jesus christ and so i don't know about listen you, to a poet <laughs> drive me up a wall their stuff didn't even rhyme I thought poets were <laughs> they do all this I don't know what that is it's supposed to be clapping and, and that's another thing I thought was stupid with with all these sign people right because every, everything now every news is gonna have the sign thing yeah. this this is this is the what what do you think this the sign for clapping is oh uh, I wouldn't have a clue well it should be this right yeah. it's not it's this it's actually not clapping I saw a lady do it. Everyone started clapping, and she was going. What is I don't that? know. It was I thought it might be something like this. So anyway, this guy he he calls me up and he and he says, "Hey, he says, tomorrow is Wednesday. You wanna uh, go for this audition to be in this comedy competition?" He's explaining this to me. This big company called Organon. They were in town. They had three thousand people. They had Cool in the Gang. They hired, and they were going to do this comedy show. Uh, last comic standing thing and you get a hundred dollars to go do the audition if you get picked to do the show you get an additional five hundred dollars and then if you win the competition you get an additional two thousand dollars really so basically you're gonna get six hundred dollars if you get picked just to go do a five to seven minute bit well it's good pay yeah, absolutely so I'm like yeah that's great I'll, I'll go do it so I went and I did it and I got picked and blah 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 and long story short I won that I won that, so I won $2,600 for seven minutes of material. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was lucky. I'm always, uh, I'm always a little upset when I interview comics that have been in the last comic standing because I can't be in that because I'm on the scooter. Oh, you know what? I, I, went, I went the second year. The second year, mm -hmm. I went 
to Madison Square Garden, waited outside for eight hours. People were coming out, oh, I got passed, I didn't make it, I, I got promoted, I didn't make it. And I get up there and it was a room like this, I walked in and they said, state your name, and you're gonna have 90 seconds. I, says, I said, thanks, my name's Gary Cowett. And uh, they go, thanks, you're good. <laughs> That's literally what I got. Because they, they had filled up. They had their quota, they, mm -hmm. had, they had the people that they wanted, and they'd filled up. And I was so pissed. And I, I remember driving home, and I was with my brother and another comic, and I says, if I ever do that again, if I ever do that again, I says, I'm gonna do it in a wheelchair. I said, I'm gonna go in a wheelchair, and I'm gonna, but I'm gonna be disturbed, and I'm gonna be drooling, and I'm gonna be bugging people the whole time. I'm waiting for eight hours the whole time. And then when they pull me up on the thing, I'm gonna grab the microphone, and I'm pulling in, and I'm gonna go, last comic standing. I just wanna be a comic standing. And then I'm gonna throw it, and then, get it and then leave. I said, that's the only way I'll ever do that again. I said, because they didn't even give me a chance. I did, uh, at season 10, I, I auditioned for, um, America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't make it, but it was it was an interesting experience, you know. And being in a scooter didn't really help. I thought I could play the disabled card. It didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work, you know. Um, but um, well, because you used to be disabled if you were in a scooter or a wheelchair. Yeah. Now fifty percent of these people. It's because they can rent them for fifty bucks down on yeah, the strip. Yeah, kind of lazy. Uh, take, right? take, a, take it on vacation. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like oh, right. But I did, I, the interview was, I mean, the audition was really awesome. It, uh, all day long, you're sitting there, and uh, they give you, you finally get into a room, and there's a producer, she's sitting behind a computer, and she goes, okay, you got 90 seconds. And so you do your best 90 seconds that you have at that time, and I had just gotten started. And so I thought, hey, I thought I really hit it. And so um, she goes, okay, well, go back out, and, and we'll call you. I never got called. Dang it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to try it again. I, I'm about six years into this now. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try it again. I got I hope I have some some funnier stuff. But we'll you, we'll do the wheelchair thing a little a little more. And I like that about the. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and to me it would just be a, a joke on everybody all day long. Yeah. Or or you get you get up there, yeah, and then you just hop out of the, out of the wheelchair and just do your normal stuff, right? Then sit back down. <laughs> and then sit back down. <laughs> then wheel yourself off. Make no mention of it. Yeah. See, that would be perfect. That'd right? be funny too. I like it. Yeah. So. Um, so tonight, um, one of our one of our producers, when we were talking about who was going to be the guests tonight, and she goes, "I know him." Our our producer Sammy, she uh, apparently you guys have this this history together in golf. You want to tell us about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. She was. Uh, Is that okay, Sammy? Too bad. She was she was a little kid. Um, her and her brother would, her whole family, they they'd come to the golf course I'd worked at, and uh, yeah, hit range balls, and then I taught him in the first tee and. Was their coach and stuff, yeah. Yeah, she goes, I know him. And then I learned, you guys were talking a little bit, that, that she can hit that ball 270 yards. Do you know how, fa how far that is? Yeah. That's a, I can't do the math, but I know it's a long ways. It's a long ways. Yeah, I went to school in California. I, I can't figure the math out. So uh, she's, uh, over the week, she's been telling me about her golf career and all that kind of stuff. But I, I didn't realize 270 yards for a, for, for a female was pretty impressive. For a male, it's pretty impressive, too, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Average, average man, I think, probably hits a two hundred. Really? Probably averages two hundred. Wow, that's still quite. Because you're gonna top some, you get hit some a hundred. Yeah. But he's never gonna hit it three hundred. <laughs> you know. Wow, that's so, pretty. That's yeah. pretty impressive. So we're gonna see Sammy on the, on the women's pro golf thing. I'm sure. Without. Uh, you know, Vegas uh, is a good town for it. Yeah. NB Park went to school here. How good is she, Sammy?
Yeah, probably number one in the world. Really? She and she she golfed her senior state tournament at Wild Horse Golf Club. I remember watching MB Park coming up. Is the that here? Wild Horse? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, in Henderson. I don't know much about it. Yeah. Hmm. It's about the fourth oldest course in the in really? town. Yeah. So I go to the golf course and say I'm a golfer and they go, What's your handicap? And I go, Well, I'm sitting in it. <laughs> Bad joke night. Bad joke night. <laughs> I know, right? But um a peewee golf. I like that peewee golf. But my problem is getting the ball through the clown's mouth before the fan blade comes around. That's pretty hard to do. Mm-hmm. But that's about as much about golf as I know. Yep. Um, somebody tried to, many years ago, this friend of mine, was. He, we, I lived in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and they have a, a veterans uh, hospital in Palo Alto with a giant golf course. And so he took me out there, and, and I mean, you got to hit the ball a long ways to get from hole to hole. And I wasn't really impressed with golf. It was if you don't play it, you can't go play it. No, no, no. It's it's a thing. You have to you have to learn how to do it, and then then you go try to do it. I guess there's a. I guess you have to really pay attention to the mechanics of your swing and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, or start young like they did. Yeah, you know. She was what like nine. Ah, Sammy Peanut. What? Six Six when you started. Yeah, yeah. She's. uh, she was telling us the other day about all the all the places and competitions she's been in. Pretty impressive. I like it. Yeah. So she was in a U.S. Open commercial. I remember. Was she really? Yeah. Do you want to come and say hi, Sammy? Come on. All right. Yeah, I remember because that year. Hi. Hi. She <laughs> went, Everybody say hi to Sammy. Twice. Twice. That was the thing, right? Oh yeah, twice. Twice. The, I'm gonna win channel. the. I'm gonna win the U.S. Open. <laughs> Twice, she twice. says. And that's, that so I'm going to win will. it once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you will. You'll get it I'll again. get it. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, so this is kind of like old home night for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. Like, what, I don't know. 12 was years? 10, 12 years? Yeah. Wow. I like it. So uh, the pandemic thing, how has it affected you? Have you, uh, have, have you been out doing any shows or anything? No. Uh, last three and a half years, I've been a 100% cruise ship guy. That wasn't on your bio. I want to talk about that. That's that's all I do. I mean, I forty something weeks a year. Really? Yeah. Which, which cruise line? Can uh, you say? Yeah, uh, Royal Caribbean. It's mostly mm-hmm. Norwegian. I do a lot. I've done Celebrity, um, Holland America, mm-hmm. and Bahamas Cruise Line. Those. I just finished my fifty-fifth cruise earlier this year before the before the pandemic started. And that, that's another one of my comic goals is to do a cruise ship, mm-hmm. uh, to get on a cruise ship. Um, I mean, we, I've, I've had opportunity to do some open mics on cruise ship. Just, and one, I've told this story before, but it seems appropriate now. So I got on this one, it was a, a, a celebrity cruise. No, it wasn't celebrity, it was a, a Royal Caribbean. And the cruise director, I asked, the first thing I did was I asked if they have open mic night. And she goes, no. And I go, why? She goes, well, we offended somebody a, a few months ago, so we're not doing that anymore. Mm. And I thought, really? How sad is that? But she goes, you could open for one of our shows if you like. And I thought that was really cool because she had no idea who I was or what kind of comedy I did. So later on in the cruise, she goes, okay, tomorrow night I want you to open for me. And I thought I was going to be on the big stage in the, in the auditorium. No, she goes, we're going to be in the atrium. You know, all the ships have this atrium in the middle, and it goes all the way to the, the top. And so I show up, and there's like... 500 people on all these decks and everything and it was like a big show they were having and she hands me the mic and says go and she didn't give me a time or anything and so that was that that really got me that got me hooked and so I think 
that's going to be a good comedy goal. I'll, I'll figure out how to do that at some point. Yeah, that's that's what I do. My younger brother, he um, he's a comic also, and uh, oh, the the flip side to that uh, competition story. I, so I went and saw my brother the following year. Well, I bet he and, wasn't very happy. And then I won it. Yeah, yeah. And then did he show up for that? No. Was he there for you? No. <laughs> but he comes back the year after and wins it. So we won it back to back years. Really? Yeah, it was funny. Does he do cruise ships also? Yeah, nice. mostly he does mostly Princess Cruise uh -huh. Line. Um, I could do all Royal if I wanted, but I I told my agent I want to have options. Yeah, oh, that's that's really that, that yeah. really intrigues me. I, I'm gonna we'll talk more about that later. But. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I went to Maine Maritime Academy, so I'm supposed to be on the water. In Maine? Yeah. I used to live in the Bay Area. I used to live in Vallejo, which is the West Coast Maritime Academy. Yep, and Cal Maritime. Cal Maritime. And um, those guys always had got a great ship, the California Bear, I think it's called. And, um, yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. So you went to, so you're, like, certified as a merchant marine? Yeah, but not anymore. I never got a license because it was, you know. So when you get on the cruise 83, ship. 83 when I got out of school, and there was really? no shipping jobs. and. So when you get on the cruise ship, you go, hey, in case you guys have a problem. Yeah, give me a call. Give me a call. It's, it's amazing. When when I was when I was in school, they I mean they taught us with sextants and stuff. We had to learn navigation by the stars. You'd you'd actually point at a star or point the moon or the sun at noontime, you're swinging it to get it down onto the horizon in the sextant, and then you look at your watch and you run in, you have the coordinates and you have the time and you gotta oh it's you look up in these big books to see where the sun's supposed to be at that moment and then from that you backtrack it and you make a line on a map. That's, that's it. That's one line. You're somewhere on that line. Once you do another one, where oh. it crosses is where you are. So, Triangulation. Yeah. So you get a line of I position. Could never, I could never figure out that sextant thing. But yeah, that's uh. Well, that's, they have this new thing called GPS now. You just push a button. There was there were I think five, five ships in the world, other than military ships, obviously mm -hmm. that had what they called satellite navigation. That's what yeah. they called it. Satellite navigation. Sat nav. There were all these big. LNG tankers, big tankers. Yeah. you know that was that was pretty cool. We didn't have that. We had uh, on our ship. We had a thing called Loran. Loran, yep. Right, which was just radio signals. They just yep. ran towers up and down the. So yep. it was good when you get to the sh close to the shore, but to go to Europe, you go east. Those signals travel long ways because they're very low frequency and they they travel out. I, I remember as a as a pilot, they came out with this um, um, back in the back in the early '80s, Loran for pilots. And we thought, oh, this is like Star Wars. This is like the future. Right. And now it's like, oh my God. So you know what I did? I, I, I we're talking about. Um, so I bought a copy of Microsoft Flight Sim 2020. Oh my God, I'm hooked. I was on it all day today. I should have been doing something else. And oh, yeah? so I flew. Mm -hmm. Where did I fly today? I flew. I landed in the Vatican, and then I flew down the. <laughs> I flew down the strip, dodging buildings. I, I'm hooked on it, but the point was is that it's got all this really cool navigation stuff, mm -hmm. and we've come so far since Loran. Yeah, you got Arana. it on our phone now. Yeah, it's on our phone. Can you imagine? Remember when we were younger? Could you imagine having everything that you needed right there in your hand like that? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm impressed. But um, uh, yeah. So so when you went to the Maritime Academy, did you have to go out on a cruise? Uh huh. What, what was your position? Well, I mean, what? I was a midshipman. I don't know what that is. You, those midshipmen is just like the Army cadets, but Navy terms, they call them midshipmen. Mm -hmm. 
you just uh, officer in training, basically. Really? Yeah. On the bridge or engineering? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. So you had different watches. Sometimes you did security watches. You might do uh, helmsman. You might deck duty, engine so you get room. to do a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. How cool is that? For freighters or for cruise ships? or We, we had a freighter. But once you get certified, you can do any, any kind of ship, right? Yeah. Really? It goes by tonnage. So when you graduate, you can do, like, what would be a, a tonnage you could do? Well, they'd go for their third mate's license, so it'd be unlimited. That's okay. that's what you went to. If if you didn't go, if you didn't go to the school, you come up through the ranks. You could get your C days and then mm -hmm. take your test and uh, smaller ships. Oh, cool. But yeah. And you no, didn't want to pursue that? Uh, nope. 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 It's because there was no jobs. I went. You could go deck or engine. Mm -hmm. So you're the navigational officer. So that's like the captains and the first mates and those guys or you go engineer so you're like chief engineer and first engineer stuff like that uh, two-thirds three-quarters will go engine usually in the school uh, just because you can you can work on land now mm -hmm. you can work in power factory sure. or power any plant mm -hmm. and uh, I actually have two two nephews that graduated my brother-in-law graduated from there they're all engine he never shipped but he works at the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard the two boys are shipping now. Really? Yeah, they're making all kinds of money. I bet they make they make money hands over. Really? Oh yeah, they're funny. So when you were when you were doing the the midshipman training, did you did you keep the troops laughing? No, no. I, I I'm I'm kind of different. Like uh, people that know me, know me as a golfer, Sammy, you know this. They they couldn't believe I was a comic. People who know me as a comic don't know me as a golfer. Can't believe I'm serious enough to be a golfer. How Because you're you very low key. I mean, nobody would ever suspect. Well, I'm, but I'm not though. If you saw my act, it's it's high energy, and I'm yelling and screaming, and I use my voice. My voice is almost like a like a prop, you know. I've I've figured that out. Like I had a guy tell me I was I was really pissed. Some some guy stole some shit from me, and I was I was mad. And I had a headliner tell me he says, "Yeah, but they can't steal your performance, so make it you." Mm, that's a good tip. Can't steal your performance. So awesome. So now I got I got funny stories I'll tell and crack up a room, whole theater full of people, a thousand people dying laughing. And if you wrote it down and read it, you'd be like, that's not even funny. So it's all in the presentation. In the presentation yeah. and that I, I had a I had a singer tell me you you like sing with your voice, you like you hit inflections at certain times, and I go I guess I do yeah. So for the audience, is there any place they could see you? Do you have any, like, YouTube videos? Or yeah, I, I got uh, one or two videos on YouTube, I think. That's so they just it. look it up by your name? Yeah, yeah. So spell your last name for us. It's Gary. Yeah, Cowet. There's four vowels in a row. Okay. C-A-O-U-E-T-T-E. -E. Look it up. I'm going to do that tonight. because I'm the only one in Nevada. The only one? The only one. Still nice. one. Cowet. Uh, that's going to be my task for tonight. I'm going to go home and watch some YouTube videos. Uh, my my sidekick Israel Isaac told me that uh, that I, I needed to watch your your videos before I came so I could have. But I got distracted mm -hmm. and I didn't get to do that. But I will do that when I go home. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, in I got a couple on there, and I I took uh, I I lost I lost one cruise line because the guy went on to see to see a video. He told me he, he says, "Geez, I thought it was really funny. I laughed. I laughed a lot, uh, but but he made fun of our cruise line." Oh, 
and I did. I, I mentioned that cruise line. I was, but I was on. I was on another cruise line. <laughs> yeah, well, That's what you do. You know That's what I mean? I, I, I don't know. So I, she said, "Oh, you shouldn't," and I said, "Whatever." Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's my favorite. So I have a bit just just ready for the cruise ship, and I, I've used it a couple of times. It's like uh, you know when the ship gets rocking and rolling and everything. I, I have an advantage. I just put the scooter in neutral. I am all over the ship. You save your battery. I'm saving battery, but I'm I'm up on the poop deck. I'm down in the bilge. I'll pee everywhere on the ship. It's a lot of fun. Um, I was on a cruise one time in 2010, and um, the ship caught fire, and we drifted for a week. And we had this tugboat come and tow us back to uh, back to uh, San Diego. It was a um, it was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. And so <clears throat> that's one of the things that I got to do is because there was no, there was nothing going on. With the on. fire start, was it engine, engine room? room. Engine yeah. room. What had happened was <clears throat> the the um, wiring harness between the engine room and the generators had had caught fire, and so it eliminated the power to the whole ship because they couldn't distribute power. I guess the engines were still working, but they couldn't distribute the power hmm. or whatever. But anyway, so the whole the whole thing was the whole ship was dead. I mean, it was like dead, dead. And so we were uh, off the coast of Ensenada, and it took them a couple of days to get a tugboat out there, and we had drifted. We, I think if we'd have kept going, we'd have wound up in Hawaii. That, I think that would have been... It wouldn't great. have been bad, right? No. <laughs> so they came in, the, so this big old big old cruise liner, they came with a tugboat, and I always get a kick out of a... The tugboat's name was Chihuahua. So they hooked this big rope on the Chihuahua and towed us back to, to San Diego. But the point was, is there was no real formal entertainment or anything, so... Um, I'd go up to the to the open lounge area and I'd just start telling jokes and stuff and it was a lot of fun. I had a, had a lot of people. Are you coming back tomorrow night? Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow night. It, was, it turned out a lot. Of, it, you know, a lot of people were were freaked because it never they never experienced anything like that before. But you know, I mean, s- stuff happens. Yeah, but you know, with the with the cruises being shut down, I think that's pretty ridiculous too because they 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 should they should look at the. The industries that are that are actually um, have experience mm-hmm. with some of the stuff, mm-hmm. and if you cruise, you know, cruises are different. Yeah, they there's someone standing there when you walk into a restaurant or walk into the buffet. Wash your hands. Telling you to wash your hands, putting yep. stuff. They, they they'll shut down the cruise, lock passengers in their room, quarantine them to their room for norovirus. Yeah. Neurovirus. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're gonna have diarrhea. Yeah. They'll lock them in their rooms because they're gonna have diarrhea. Stay in. And, and that's that's. They they have policies and procedures, you know, all for that stuff. So. And and it drives me up a wall that that's the industry right now that's just. We, we just can't do it. No, I know. Well, I mean, they they do have experience with the neurovirus and stuff. They do have experience, but uh, I, I'm anxious for cruise cruises to get back online. Um, I'm, I'm going to miss, I did one early in the year. I usually try to do like two a year. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think it's going to happen before before the end of the year. But um, um, I did a 48-day cruise to um, oh, long, from L.A. to um, New York City around South America. And every two or three days they were, they were they'd, they'd pull into a port and they'd change comics. So I got to meet a lot of comics and just kind of sit and, and joke with them. It was really yeah. before I got started, but. Yeah, that's what I do. I just fly on, and and I'm thinking during this whole cruise, I'm seeing the crew, the, these comics getting on and off the boat, and I'm thinking, I can do this. Mm-hmm. 
So it kind of was one of my motivators for really getting into it. Yeah, I've been lucky. I mean, just three and a half years, I've seen the world. Wow. I've been, I mean, Alaska, Asia, Thailand. Oh, I, I, get pictures, I get pictures of me sitting there with these big, giant, 400-pound tigers. I went into the cage with really? them in Thailand. Cost me thirteen dollars, thirteen American dollars. Can you imagine that? That's awesome. We we got off. We get off the ship, and we were in uh, Phuket, Thailand, which is spelled. It's, Phuket. Yeah, Phuket, and, uh, and it's a beautiful place, a little island. Uh, you, you get a, a driver, a cab driver, forty dollars all day, take you wherever you want to go, and there was. A, yeah, Tiger habitat sanctuary. There was a, a, another one for like bugs, and then markets and spices and all. Just amazing. So I wanted to go to the lion one, uh, the tiger one. So we would go to the tiger sanctuary, and I said, "How much money is five hundred baht? Is that money baht?" And it came out to thirteen bucks. So it was three of us. So I paid thirty-nine dollars. Here you go. And then I'm looking around. I see all these people, tourists pictures of tourists with these big tigers well being from a cruise ship i'm looking around for the giant green screen cutout of the tiger that oh, looks yeah. so realistic so i asked the guy i go where do you take the pictures he goes what do you mean i says where where, where do they do that he goes oh do you want to go in i go they're inside those are real he said yeah that, that's real and it was another 13 dollars to go in with these friggin were they full grown the the tigers were they like full Full grown, yes. Holy mackerel! Yeah, like crazy. Were you freaked? Uh, yeah. Mm. I was, and I was in there for quite a while. Did they? Uh, like twenty minutes. It wasn't. It was. It was after feeding time, right? <laughs> they they must have been uh, fairly full. <laughs> but three little Thai guys went in with me. Wow. And uh, yeah, the first one was. There was three. There was one in the pool. They were teasing with this big palm frond thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I did it. It was stupid, but I did it. But you look back on it now, going, "That was the coolest, right?" Yeah. I mean, how how often in life can you do something like that? And it cost me thirteen dollars. For thirteen bucks. Thirteen bucks. You could have stayed there all day. Mm. But how fun! Mm -hmm. So you've got to go all over the world, and and all the, on all these different cruise ships. Um, what's your favorite boat? Either Anthem of the Seas, probably. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Um, we did the we did the we did back to backs on the Oasis, his first voyage from New York, and then we went back to New York for a week and waited for the anthem, and yep. then we did a, a, a back to back. I, I like the Oasis a lot better. I don't know why. Uh, see, now I liked I liked the anthem, and the other one that's the same as the uh, Ovation. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. So for but the audience, super modern. I know they're awesome. So like the Oasis for the audience, it's it's a giant ship. It's twice as wide as, as regular cruise ships, and they have yeah. running down the center of the of the whole boat is a atrium. It's kind of like they call it Central Park on the Oasis, yep. and it's got trees and it's got birds and it's just like being in Central Park. And so we got our homeless our guy peeing in the corner. Yeah, just the, the homeless got the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. And so our our room. Um, was like up on about the 10th or 11th deck and it overlooked Central Park. Uh -huh. And so we could sit out there and have our morning coffee and just watch the people. It was awesome. That was my favorite boat ever. Yeah, that's that's a nice ship. Yeah, it's uh, and they're big. They're a thousand. The entertainment long. venues are crazy big. Yep. 
I mean, you ice skating rinks. I know, and a, and a, um, I'll think of it. I just went blank. Bumper cars. Uh-huh. Yeah, on the on the boat, and then they had, they had this thing. You get in this this giant round thing, and it's on a crane arm, and you get in oh, there, yeah. and then it swings out away from the ship over the ocean, and there you are, like 50 feet off the ocean on this cruise ship. You're going, oh my god, I hope the thing don't break. Yeah. But um, yeah, some amazing stuff. I, uh, I that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Best, best ever. So I was doing, staying on the cruise ship topic, um, I was doing some reading the other day. You know, they're retiring a lot of ships. Mm. Carnival is yeah, retiring my 10. They, it's because of capacity. Mm-hmm. So once, once, once they figure a seat, they get their CDC approval to reopen, they're going to be required for, like, balconies. So all these, a lot of the Carnival ships don't have balconies. Not the older ones. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're getting rid of those. And then if they go down to 40% capacity, it's not it's no. not worth it to make money. However, an Oasis-class ship that holds 6,000 people. 6,000. 6,000. I, 6, I know. So you can go 50% capacity. Still make money. And you have 3,000 people out there. I know. That's, those boats, if you, for the audience, if you... If you haven't if you haven't gone on a cruise on one of those big ships, it is it's well worth it. It is so amazing. The entertainment is phenomenal. It's it's just incredible. Um, and you the, have your choice of anything you want. Oh, I know. It's great. The the production shows are phenomenal. The comics are amazing. World world class comics all the time. Um, it's just I, I just can't talk enough about it. It's way cool. But have you done a Disney cruise? Nope. Oh my gosh, do that. And I I'm not gonna. No. Mm-mm. Why? No, I, I've talked to guys that have done it, and it's terrible. Oh, for the for the comedy thing? It's terrible. Yeah, they they, they watch your act. So the first time that you'll go on, you'll do your act, and then the next morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, you're sitting there with the cruise director and his, in his cell, uh, and they, they're telling you what you should do and what you shouldn't do, and they're changing your act, and that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I wasn't looking at it in that aspect. I was uh, looking at more of a, of a on a cruise. It was a awesome most awesome cruise ever. oh i bet we uh i bet because they're sticklers for everything oh my gosh they have such a such a thing going we did a, a repositioning cruise from uh, barcelona to new york mm-hmm. and it was two weeks through the mediterranean and across the atlantic yeah. and because it was a repositioning cruise it was only one way and so there weren't a lot of kids and the boat was full and it's absolutely hilarious this is when i decided uh, for several days i kept watching people and then I decided that this Disney Cruise thing is a cult. They've got, oh my God, it's insane. I mean, here, here's an example. You know how they have the big TV screen out on the open deck and they're showing movies and stuff? Guys our age sitting there eating their cereal, watching cartoons. Absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So I decided it's a cult, the Disney cult. But it was, it was incredible. So you, you know how when you're on a cruise and you go to dinner and you're in a dining room, mm-hmm. on the Disney boats, there's three dining rooms and you alternate from dining room to dining room each night. And each dining room has a different theme to it. You get the same the same weight staff and everything, but it, it just their product is absolutely amazing. You do one do a pleasure cruise one time on a Disney boat. You will I don't need to cruise for pleasure. No. I gotta make money. <laughs> forty weeks a year, so Yeah, well that's true. You said forty weeks, that's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. And then you you know, it's a, people say, Oh, but you get twelve weeks off. You don't because no. you those 40 weeks turn into an extra 40 days because you, sh- you ship out a day early. Just the logistics of moving people around. It's amazing. Be, yeah, you it's know, amazing. you got to be here at this time because the boat's pulling in. Yeah. Have you ever missed one? Nope. Really? Nope, never have. Wow. I've been uh, 
I've been flying in the air and not knowing that the ship's going to be there or something. Really? Had that happen. So you wind up there and there's no boat? Oh yeah, it was, it was, I think, a year and a half ago. It was, I was, I was supposed to fly and meet this ship that was coming transatlantic, meet it in Boston. I was all excited. Great, I'll go home early for a couple of days and pick up the ship right in Boston. How easy would that be? And I'm at the airport, and they said, don't get on the plane. Don't get on the plane. The ship's not going to be in Boston. And you can look up all these ships online. Oh, yeah. You can it's see. You can see where they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching, and I'm telling my agent, I go, that ship's, it's, it's still at the English Channel. You, you watch it, and it would come out in the English. And then she says, yeah, go home. You're not going to, don't get on the plane. So I didn't get on. Away. Had to get my luggage off. That took two hours. First they said, oh, it's probably going but it didn't, and then, uh, and then I'm back at the airport, and they flew me. Uh, they said I was going to go to Le Havre, Paris, pick up the ship in Paris, and do the transatlantic back. And as I'm on my way, then they changed it, and I went to Tenerife, and I picked up the ship in the Canary Islands, Tenerife, spent overnight, and the reason was the ship had a, had a leak. It ripped off a, a thruster. So they, so they were basically doing sea trials with it. These poor people are on the boat, and they'd go out, and they'd test it, and come back, weld more, and fix it. And they had, yeah. How did they rip off a thruster? I don't know. They ripped off. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, hang, well, I, it hangs off the bottom of the boat like a jet engine. And yeah, these are the wings. The oh, stabilizers. Oh, oh, the stabilizers. Stabilizers, not thruster. I'm oh, sorry. That was one of the best inventions ever for cruise ships. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it, they really... They work well. So you tore one off. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That had to be pretty hard. Oops. So that's why it was at the English Channel the whole time. Mm. And it was funny. Mm. So all the time that you're doing this, you're thinking in the back of your head, how can I tell a funny story about this, right? No. No? No. It just comes to you? Just Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. That's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Because I, 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 can't, I can't sit down and concentrate and say, I'm going to write material today. So when you, when you know you're going to do a, a particular show, when do you think? Do you think about what you're going to say? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You, you definitely, I, I go in there armed. I know I'm going to talk about this, 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 this. And do you stay on track? Yeah, pretty much. Not me. I get pretty distracted much. very easily. Somebody in the audience will distract me, and then I'll think, oh, that's funny. I'll, I'll talk about that. I mean, I have a basic a basic set list that I'm going to real do. The real genius is to make something look improv that you've done yeah. a million times. Oh, yeah. That's make, it, make it look thing. like it's off the cuff. And the best comedians I've seen can do that. They make it look so easy. Because people come to me after after shows and stuff and say, you know that 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 can't be that can't be that hard. And you have to tell them uh, there's a whole science to this being a comic thing. You got to follow rules. And like what? And I, so you kind of tell them. You know, well, yeah. there's a reason the comics always host the Academy Awards and all the award shows. Why is that? Because they can go longer. They can shut up. They can. There you go. They're flexible. Yeah. You just got to look at a comic and just say, stretch. Stretch. And he knows that, okay, we're not going to commercial right now. Yeah, or they can say, we're done. And you got to be able to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, that's, I never thought of it in that perspective, but that's, yeah, pretty Actors can't do it. No. You tell the actor where to stand. Yeah. You tell them what to say, yeah. when to say it. That's right. Comedians, you just say, go for it. That's how much time you have. Mm -hmm. And fill it up. And if you get cut off early, there you go. Yeah. I like it. I, but I never thought of it in that perspective. That's pretty good. Well, that's pretty interesting. So I don't know if you saw the, the new rules for the Oscars for the Academy yeah, Awards. Did you see that? Mm -mm. Oh, my gosh. 
they've uh, now decided that they have to be, in order to, to be considered for Academy Awards, they have to have diversity. They have to have, it's good for me because they have to have disabled people. So I'm gonna become a movie star pretty soon, just watch. Because they have to have, they have to have old people, they have to have males, they have to have females, they have to have uh, um, ethnic, ethnic groups. Um, and that's the new rules. And I'm thinking, okay, I can do that. I'm, so I'm putting my name out there. I'm getting an agent. I'm going to be in Hollywood pretty soon. <laughs> we'll that's see. crazy. That's yeah. wagging the tail. I know, right? I mean, if you're if you're producing a movie, and you have to fill certain criteria, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. If you're going to tell a story, I mean, you know, you need to have the the. I I think you'd probably need to have the latitude and the flexibility to put whoever you wanted in the movie. Wouldn't you? Don't you think? It, it's going to be dollar driven. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to make yeah. the best product you can. You're going to make a product that you're going to sell. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. Um, so the pandemic, okay. So during the pandemic, um, did you, have you, have you done any shows at all? I did a, um, I did a zoom comedy show. Have you heard of those? Uh-huh. And, uh, it was very interesting. It, um, it's kind of awkward when you don't have any audience feedback. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. And it was it was it was pretty good though. Um, we uh, there were several comics, and we had some audience members too that were they were able to, to input. But it was a whole new world. Being an older person, like me, I don't know anything about Zoom, and so I got invited to do this, and um, I show up, and there you are. And next thing you know, you're doing your your comedy to a yeah. camera. I saw a couple guys do the. Uh outdoor drive-in theater type things. Yep. We did that. that. That looks like that'd be all right. Yeah, you know, they could flash their lights to the horn, I guess. That's exactly what happened. We've talked about it many times, but uh, I'll share it with you. We did that. Um, Isaac uh, um, uh, put together a, a comedy show, a drive-in comedy show. And what you're saying is absolutely true. The feedback we got as comics was people honking their horns, flashing their lights. Yeah. It was it was really, uh, it turned out to be very cool. It, it, so the audience feedback kind of kind of drove you too because it was different and so all the comics we had a great time we had a diverse group of comics mm-hmm. um, it was it was a lot of fun and so that's kind of caught on there's I've heard that there's going to be some more um, shows like that as well as um, music shows um, who's that guy that hangs out with Gwen Stefani the, the Blake. Blake. Blake Blake Sheldon, Sheldon. He, he's hosting one um, somewhere I read recently. So a lot of people are getting onto that bandwagon because it's a whole new era. I mean, it's a whole new world. We're just going to make it to November. It's all going to be different. You think? What do you think is going to happen? Everything's going away. Yes. Yeah. So I think. Good. I hope so because this is. I think it it just goes away after the election. Do you? Yep. I hope so. This 2020, I'm writing it off. My calendar, my memoirs are going to go 2019, 2021. There's not going to be a 2020 in there at all, because I'm, I'm getting cabin fever. I've been, I've been stuck at home, only getting out to do certain things. But this, I don't know about you, but it's enough is enough. Well, yeah, you when, travel a lot. When, so. when it kind of blew up, right, right there in March, uh, my mom, she was, she was, at my brother's house in Palm Springs, alone. She goes there for the winter time, so. I called her and I says, when, when are you going back home? She says, David changes the thing to not till April. I go, well, you can't stay there till April because people, places were getting shut down and stuff. And I didn't want to fly her out of there because there was no direct flight into Boston. So I drove from here 
uh, Friday, Friday afternoon, Palm Springs picked her up, came back, and then we got tickets, seventeen dollars a piece, nonstop, JetBlue Las Vegas to Boston. Oh, that was easy. Seventeen bucks a piece. It was twenty-three people on our plane. Really? Yeah. Social, Social distanced. Yeah, I upgraded. Yeah, forty-eight bucks. Nice. Forty-eight right. bucks. I upgraded. So the MR for first class. Uh huh. For forty-eight bucks. Nice. Caviar. Forty-eight bucks. Crazy. How nice. Yeah, this this whole thing has been too crazy. We got to get past this. We got to get somewhat back to normal. Um, you know, us comedians, we got to get back to work. Um, I've been I've been spending a lot of time. I, I do joke writing because I'm I'm not good enough yet not to do it without writing some stuff down. So I'm kind of getting bored of writing jokes mm -hmm. and practicing in front of the mirror. And um, uh, so I'm I'm ready to to get back. I don't know about you. Oh but, yeah, I'm itching. But your schedule, oh my God, 40 weeks on a, on a, doing the cruise ships. That's got to be. Yeah. Where, where, where am I supposed to be today? <laughs> where in the world am I, I supposed to be? I today? actually, this was, this was the year that I went and I put, I put down exactly where I was supposed to be every day. I'm supposed to be on the adventure at sea. Where? Yeah, Canada, Halifax. Wow. Yep. Well, just do it on Google. <laughs> go to, go to Google. Right? Google Maps and That's there. what I'll do. So unfortunately, I'm always the guy that has to do this, and I hate to do it, but um, our time together is coming to an end. And I, I really, I've had a great time. We've talked about a lot of stuff, and I think the audience got a great perspective of you as an individual. That's kind of, as I told you earlier, that's kind of one of our goals for this is to, to let, the, let the audience know that, that comics are normal people too, as normal as can be, right? And um, I, I've had a great time. And I Thank really you. appreciate it. So in, in closing, is there any social media sites that folks could go to to, to just, see your stuff? Just the regular ones, Facebook and uh, Facebook. YouTube. And, and your name? I don't, yeah, I don't do Instagram. Yeah. I think I have an account, but I don't, I don't get it. That's one area that I can't. I have yeah. The social media thing is way beyond. You saw how easily I pulled up the tiger picture. There you go. I'm technically challenged. Yeah. But anyway. anyway. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate Sam, it. Sam, great seeing you. Yep. It's Sammy. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, brings to the end this night's uh, uh, episode of our uh, Tickle Me Comedy uh, podcast brought to you by Blue Zone Comedy and Tickle Me Comedy Club. So good night, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye.